I have a short word for you today. Um, and I have two names for it. Um, should I give you both? I'm going to give you both titles. All right, you can take whichever one you want. The first title I have for you is entitled The Hangover, okay? The Hangover. You can write that down, The Hangover. All right. Second title I have for you is this. Disarming the devil at your next level. Disarming the devil at your next level. Can I hear you say it? Say, disarming the devil at your next level. If you didn't know, there is a devil that sits at the gate of your promotion. I need about three guys up here real quick. I want to show you something. I want to show you something real quick. Three guys. And I'm going to dive right into it. Give it up for the prophet. He looks great tonight. <laughs> All right. I want you to line up like this facing me. All right. Facing me behind each other. I take maybe one step or two steps between each other. Okay. Yeah. Space out. Okay. Great. So this is how it is. All right. So by the grace of God. You do life, you get some keys, you come to church, everything is awesome, you make it past one level. And that's a devil that is there. You get to a next level, and after you do all the anointing oils poured upon your head, all the water is poured, uh, all the prayers have been prayed, everything has been done at the next level uh, that you are currently at. You go to the conference, you go to YOF, everything's amazing, you feel the power of God, you get past this level, and you encounter a strong man. Uh, you encounter uh, something on Monday. Someone say on Monday. on Monday. On Monday, there's a devil that's waiting at the gate. Let me tell you why the devil is waiting. You want to know? Let me, I'm just revealing the devil tonight because I hate him. Oh, I hate him. So what happens is this. At YOF, you got a measure of grace. You got a measure of anointing. You got a measure of oil. You got, did anybody receive anything? Mantles were released. The prophetic was released. There were mantles. There were things that were released in the realms of the spirit. You caught on to it. Now, the devil is not a fool. The devil doesn't care about what happened on the physical. The devil happens. He cares about what the spiritual deposit was. So there was a spiritual deposit that happened that took place this weekend. And so what happens is the devil lost the battle because the spiritual currency and deposit that was in you was greater than him. But now there's an enemy that can smell your oil, because the oil can be upon you, but when the oil begins to mature, now the oil begins to, to attract mature demons. Because you can have the grace on you, and you can be attracting demons at this level, but when the oil matures, you attract people who now want to kill you. You ain't listening to me. You then attract people who want to destroy you. Uh, because as the grace increases and now there, there, is, there is doors that are opening and there's positions that are opening and there's jobs that are happening. Now there's different types of demons that want to come against what you carry because what's on you has matured on you. The oil that has been deposited on you this weekend is too serious for you not to experience anything. And if the, if the enemy is going to do anything, he's going to start from within because he can't try from outside. You're not listening to me. And so you have to understand how to get past the devil at your next level. How to disarm the devil because there are some ways that you can just, this guy did karate. You did karate, didn't you? He's my preaching buddy. You did karate. Now in karate, there's some ways that you can do some submissions and, and, and whatnot so that the person can just, you know, be disarmed. You don't even have to beat the person, but you can just do some things. You can just, you can just sow more and something can happen. You can just submit more and something can happen. You can serve more and something can happen. You don't have to say anything. Your very action of doing something deeper that is spiritual can just pull the demon away. Are you with me? Are you with me tonight? 
Thank you, gentlemen. Give God a good clap. That's a better clap that you can give him. John 10.10 says, can you put it up for me in Amplified Version? We're going to read it, and then we're going to start our discussion from there tonight. John 10.10, Amplified Version. Uh, Let's read it all together. It's on the back screen. Here we go. One, two, three. Let's read it. Go. Who's they? They is you, right? So put your name there. So uh, one, two, three, go. Ruel Darty came that I, no, sorry. Here we go again. Let's try it again. Let's try it again. I'm too excited. I just want, I just want the blessing. Here we go. But I came that Ruel Darty may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it, till it what? Till it what? There is an overflow anointing God wants to release. And I release it in this room right now. There is an overflow grace that God wants to deposit upon you. But there's one thing that is as a clause that says the thief comes only in order to. That means the devil has a mandate as well. Just as much as you have a mandate, the enemy also has a mandate. And his mandate is to kill, to steal, and to destroy. The devil is a thief. So you have to understand that what you have, he wants. So what he wants to do is he wants to take away. He can't take the gifting, but he can take the grace for it. He can't, right, he can't take your voice away, but he can take the anointing from it. God forbid. Listen, he, 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 can't, he can't take the gifting that you have to do something because the giftings are without repentance, as the word says. But the grace, man, that's up to you. Because how you keep the grace will determine how much the grace will work for you. Because you can have grace upon your life. But if you're not keeping the grace at a certain way that you are actually watching the oil so that it stays contained and it doesn't leak, then on the day that you need it the most, it won't work for you if you didn't pay attention to how you kept the grace. How you kept the oil. Are you with me tonight? All right, let's dive into it. Let me just say this, that the fact that you made it to church already gets the enemy upset. The fact that you're sitting here already gets the devil upset. Listen, the fact that you even made it through YOF, he's just mad. The fact that, the fact that you didn't drop out after day one, the fact that you just didn't drop off after day two, but you made it through the whole conference, the fact that you made it through already is getting him upset because he knows what's been released. He knows what's been deposited. He knows the grace that now which you operate in, and he wants that grace. Now, if you understand something, you'll, you'll, you'll know this, that YOF, if you didn't know, and I'm talking about the conference because we're talking about the Thursday afterwards, as Pastor Tian said, it's the Thursday afterwards, so we're going to take that. YOF was a sacrifice. Uh, while others were, you know, Canada Day, and they were drinking, and they were doing whatever, you were in the house of God. Appreciate yourselves. Come on, that's amazing. That is amazing. Find young people on fire like this. You guys, give, your better, give yourselves a better hand clap. That's, that, that's amazing. God bless you. When others were outside and, and others were doing, you know, God knows what, you were in the house of the Lord and you were praying and you were prophesying and you were healing the sick and you, and you were moving in the spirit and you were making sure the conference was going as smoothly as possible. It was a sacrifice conference was a sacrifice you know the bible talks about in acts 2 about 
the day of Pentecost. And uh, it talks about this in the Bible. It says that, you know, the, the day of Pentecost, Pentecost is actually a festival. It's, it's the festival of, of weeks that they call in the Old Testament. And so it's a festival by which they came together. They laughed, they drank, they chilled, they were merry, they relaxed, they did whatever they had to do. Uh, but the scripture says in Acts 2, if you go there, it says that on the day of Pentecost, can you read it with me? One, two, three, go. On the day of Pentecost. Let's read it with some vim. One, two, three, go. All the believers were meeting together in one place at the day and on the day of Pentecost. So what does that mean? That means that on the time where others were outside and doing God knows what, they found themselves in one place. When others were doing God knows what all around the world for Canada Day, you found yourself in the house of God. The Bible says that this is exactly what happened. The day of Pentecost was a celebration. It was a celebration to be married, to enjoy themselves. But yet the believers found themselves in one place. They were there with one accord. They were, they were doing one thing. And, and, and the Bible says that as they began to do that, as they sacrificed and as they began to do that, it says the spirit of the living God fell upon them. The Holy Ghost came. It says, now when the Holy Ghost came, the Holy Ghost gave them tongues and the tongues that are as a fire that sat on each and every one of them. You know the scripture and gave them the ability to be able to speak in unknown tongues to the point that other people from all over the world came to come and watch the fire that was burning. If you're with me, say, I'm with you. Now, I want you to pay attention to that because, as I said before, as others, uh, you know, were, were drinking and, and, and playing around, you were serving God. As it says uh, um, in the scripture, uh, it says that as while men slept, his enemy came and planted weeds among the wheat. Uh, scripture talks about that. It says that as men slept, the enemy came to plant weeds in their harvest. So that means that when you are not alert to what God is trying to do in your house, if you're not alert to it, the enemy will come and steal it because that's one of his mandates. We read it in John 10.10 10, that he comes as a thief to kill, steal, and, and to destroy. So if you are not aware of the harvest that God has brought, and if you are not aware of God, what God is trying to do in your life, and you don't protect it, he will come to steal it. It says that as men slept, when you slept and when you weren't looking, when you were off your guard, he came and he sowed seeds and he destroyed the harvest. But I prophesy unto you that the enemy will not come to destroy your harvest. I prophesy into your family lineage that your sons and your daughters will know God. I prophesy to your seed that your seed will not go astray. I prophesy to your very seed, oh, you're not for me tonight. I prophesy to your very seed that your seed will not go to jail. Your seed will not be a statistic. Your seed will not be homeless. But your seed shall know God. Your seed shall wake up and they will know that this is the time of harvest we cannot sleep we cannot be around we must be in one place in one accord because there's something that must be released i speak that into your family i speak that into your loins i speak that into your bosom your seed will not be a statistic they will not fail they won't falter they won't fall they will make it in this land i'm speaking to your lineage because God has saved you. Now the enemy has done with you. He's looking onto your children now. He knows he can't get you anymore. So he's moved onto your children. 
But I prophesy as a father. I prophesy as a servant of God that your seed will be protected. I speak to your children's children. I speak to the generations that they will not sleep on the day that harvest is there. They will be up to watch in the midnight season to know that there can be no enemy, no devil that will come and steal the harvest that God is putting together. Come on, give God some praise in this place. Jesus. Please be seated. Oh, Jesus. No enemies of progress will find themselves rooted in your life. Come on, I speak that over you. Those who are not for you, may God reveal it to you in the next 30 days. Oh, you think I'm playing. I said, those who are not for you, may God reveal them to you in the next 30 days. God will reveal to you those who are not really for you. Those who didn't actually want to be around you. Those who smiled at you but stabbed you. Those who didn't want anything to do with you. May God reveal them to you in the next 30 days. Because while men slept, the enemy came to plant weeds in the harvest. While men slept, the enemy came to plant weeds. We're here in Acts 2. Let me read some scripture and then, and then we'll be gone. And I want to give you five keys uh, to combat the avenger, combat the devil at the next level. Say the devil at the next level. Come on, say it. Say the devil at the next level is being disarmed. In, in Acts 2, of, of course, it talks about the, the, the festival of, of weeks. It talks about Pentecost. Um, you know, it talks about all those stuff and the deposit that's made. If you go to Acts 3, you see a story. Because in Acts 2, the Holy Spirit came and there's this young man by the name of Peter. Shout Peter. And Peter, obviously, we know him in the scriptures. Peter is one of the men of God that was a disciple that was around Jesus, part of his 12th, part of his inner circle. And what happened is, is as the Holy Spirit came, the Holy Spirit gave him the ability to be able to step up and be bold. And we spoke about it some few weeks ago that he just stepped out and he started preaching. Peter ain't never preached to nobody. And Peter just started preaching the word of God. He's preaching, he's preaching, and thousands of people are being saved, and thousands of people are being baptized. And so you find this scripture, like I read it some time ago, him and his, his road dog, Peter, uh, uh, John, they're walking past this gate called Beautiful, and, and you know the scripture, I've preached on it before. And as they get to the gate, they see this, this man that is begging, and so the man asks them for money. They say, you know, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give you. Get up and walk. The man begins to walk. It's a miracle. This is where we're going to pick up the story. Now, after the deposit that happened in Acts 2, there was a reaction in Acts 4. Because for every action, there was a reaction. For whatever, and I always tell my team, for every heavenly advancement, there's demonic reaction. For heavenly advancement, there's demonic reaction. If there's not demonic reaction, then it wasn't truly heaven's advancement. There needs to be some form of opposition that comes so you know that it's truly God. It's only God. It can, only, it can only be God. So you get that job, and the moment you get that job, your boss is terrible. Wasn't the breakthrough a heavenly advancement? But there had to be demonic reaction. You think the devil is going to sit there while you get all your blessings? The Bible says he's a thief. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You think he's just sitting there waiting just for you to succeed in life? He wants to see you mess up, but you will not mess up, and you will not fail. You will not slip up. You will not falter. You will know that thus saith the Lord. You will know it. 
you, you fast forward through this story and, uh, and, and verses 12 and 13, uh, they speak of this, of, this, of this time where Peter sees a, a crowd of, of people of Israel and he sees this as an opportunity and addresses the crowd. It says, people of Israel, he said, what is so astounding about this and, and why look at us as we though we've done the miracle by our own power and our own godliness? For it is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of all of our ancestors who has brought the glory to his servant Jesus by doing this. This is the same Jesus whom you handed over to be rejected by Pilate. It goes on to say, uh, in the name of Jesus... Uh, has healed this man and you know he was lame before and then he goes on to explain everything explain the gospel so you find Peter and he has this crowd and Peter I don't know what's wrong with him but he just likes crowds and so Peter starts speaking up he sees this crowd as an opportunity to be able to deliver a message of the gospel so Peter begins to preach and he starts preaching and preaching and preaching and preaching and he's preaching to all these people and then all of a sudden the Sadducees the Pharisees which are pretty much people who are opposing the move of God People who are not calling a move of God a move of God. And they sit there, and then what they begin to do is say this. They begin to say, uh, why are they preaching this way? Why are they doing these things this way? So it says in chapter 4, and I'm going fairly quickly. Stick with me. It says, while Peter and John were speaking to the people, the leading priest, the captain of the temple guard, and some of the Sadducees came over to them. They were very disturbed that Peter and John were claiming uh, um, on the authority of Jesus that there was no resurrection of the dead. They arrested them, and since it was already evening, they jailed them until the morning. Somebody said that God, repeat after me, say God, does not make mistakes. I love the scripture because the scripture is not wrong. The Bible says that they arrested them, and since it was already evening, put them in jail until the morning. Listen, everything is a setup. They had to be in jail in the evening because the Bible says that as they were in jail that whole time, people, thousands of people gathered outside the jail and they were waiting for these men to be released because they said, we see the power of God. And listen, nobody is going to stop the move of God. There was an army that was waiting for them to be released as they stood there. Now, I'm under, the, I'm under the belief that if Peter was able to cut off someone's ear, then if they kept Peter out there, he would have done something crazy. Oh, come on. I'm under the belief of that. So they put him in jail because Peter had to cool off. Sometimes you just got to chill. Got to cool off. Take a deep breath and, and relax. Because, yes, you might have opposition at one level, but there are keys that are going to get you past that that you don't need to speak. You don't need to speak to the devil. Just change your position. If you're going to clap, clap well. If you're going to clap, clap well. You, 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 listen, you, you, you don't need to speak. There, there, there's, some, there's some things that you speak to, but there's some things you just move your location. You, you just you shift. You, you don't have to see. Peter understood that, that God knew that if he kept Peter out there, Peter would have killed somebody, ruined the gospel. Just root. I was an apostle just killing people. Like, you can't ruin. This is not Moses' time. This is not Old Testament. This is New Testament. The Holy Spirit gives us the grace. So now the grace is available. So Peter really can't mess up now. So we got to put him in jail. Put him in jail overnight, and then he comes out. 
And the funny thing about the scripture uh, in Acts 4, 1 to 7, it, and, and it goes on to, to say this. Let me just finish up the scripture. It says that they arrested them, and since it was already evening, jailed them until morning. But many of the people who heard their message believed it. So the number of believers totaled about 5,000 men, not counting women or children. The next day, the council of the rulers and elders and teachers of religious law met in Jerusalem. Annas, the high priest, was there, along uh, with, with Cephas, John Alexander, and other relatives of the high priest. They brought in the two disciples and demanded, by what power or in whose name have you done this? Verses 8 then says, then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, leaders and elders of our nation, are we being questioned because you've done good? And I'm getting to that. But one thing I want to say is that prior to this moment that you're about to read in verses, in chapter, verses 8, they never actually wanted to arrest Peter that bad. But the only thing is that the moment that there was a deposit, he became a target. You see, when your level of grace increases, like I was saying, you become more of a target for the enemy because now the enemy is losing more. If you're not that weighty in the spirit, he doesn't care. But the moment that you increase in grace, you increase in glory, there was a deposit like there was last weekend. There was bound to be attacks. So I'm preparing you for the attacks that will come. I'm preparing you for the arrows that will try. I'm giving you the tools, the ammunition you need to stand against the evil day that comes because of the deposit that was so great. It says this, they didn't actually want Peter. Like, Peter, what about Peter? He doesn't care. He denied Jesus three times. He was a fisherman. He couldn't even talk. Who needs Peter anyways? But when the Holy Spirit came, when the Spirit of God came upon Peter, it gave him the ability to do something he could not normally done. That's grace. The grace came upon Peter and gave him the ability to be able to speak to thousands at a time and thousands be saved at one time. That power of the Holy Ghost is coming upon somebody in this room. I don't know who it is, but God is giving somebody the utterance, grace to be able to speak, and thousands will listen. I don't know who this person is in this room. I don't know if you're on my left side, my right side, in the middle, but if it's you, receive the grace of utterance in the name of Jesus. Receive the grace of boldness in the name of Jesus. Receive the grace to cast down devils and tear down strongholds in the name of Jesus. It says, Peter, please be seated. It says, Peter couldn't speak. He didn't even know his ones and twos. He didn't even know what he was saying. He didn't even know how to speak. It was, he, he couldn't speak to the Gentiles, so God sent him there. He didn't even know what was good. And so then God says, let my spirit come upon him. So the Holy Spirit comes upon him in Acts 2, and he begins to do things he could have not normally done, like, like what I'm doing right now. I'm, 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 I wasn't a preacher. But then... When the grace comes upon someone, gives somebody the ability to do something that they could not yet do on their own. You see, when Samuel came up here to take the, 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 the exhortation, you see, he couldn't speak like this beforehand. But when the grace comes upon somebody, it gives somebody the ability to do what they could not normally do. My brother, the prophet, he couldn't even speak in front of three people. But when the grace of God comes upon somebody, it gives that person the ability to do what they could not normally do. Oh. 
My friend Ryan here, Pastor Ryan, he could sing down the house R&B. You call it, you name it, boys to men, Joe to see, whatever, do all the runs in the book. But there was not yet oil until he realized that oil for his life was tied to a location. You see, the Bible says that when they were all in one place and they denied themselves from the partying, they denied themselves from going and enjoying the day of Pentecost, and they came to the believers in one place, the oil came upon it wasn't until he came to ottawa that the grace of god came upon am i lying you know i'm telling the truth that the anointing came upon him to give him the, this guy couldn't even he couldn't even sing on time on rhythm he's my best friend i know he couldn't even sing two songs on rhythm he always was faster than the beat he can't you know he the rhythm you know am i telling the truth i used to play for this guy i'm like this guy has no rhythm like How's this guy from Ghana without no rhythm? But then all of a sudden, when the believers gather in one place, in one accord, and in one heart, with one mandate to worship Jesus, not a man. Cut that crap. No man business. It's about Jesus business. And so when the grace comes upon somebody and gives somebody the ability to do something they could not normally do on their own. That's what you talk about, grace. Someone shout grace. grace. Someone shout grace. grace. You'll shout it like you believe it. Say grace. grace. That's when grace comes upon somebody. Gives the person the ability to do what they could not normally do on their own. Please be seated. Uh, my, 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 my son right there, Pastor David, I, I watched back and I saw this man minister in power on Saturday morning. And... I saw this man minister with so much anointing, with so much passion, with so much grace, with so much wisdom and teaching grace upon his life. And I sat back and I said, is this the same guy I met in my first year trying to bring me into his fraternity? Now he's teaching me on how to lead the life of fraternity into divinity. I said, this is the same guy that when we were doing frost, he came to me and he said, uh, I, I'm thinking of rushing you into my fraternity because, you know, you're a cool guy and I want to put you in my frat. And am I telling the truth? You know I'm telling the truth because he was there. And he didn't tell me, but he told one of my friends. And what did my friends say? One of my friends said, he said, with that guy, don't, don't try him. He's too big into church. That guy, and I wasn't even big into church, but let me tell you something. That when you come under a covering, whether you like it or not, the grace overshadows The grace overshadows anything that you thought you could do. So I thought that I wasn't operating under the oil, under the grace, but because of covenant. I'll go deeper on Monday. A team night. I'm calling a team night. Everybody, Monday. I have something I got to say. Verses 8. Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, I can't leave this point. When the Holy Spirit comes upon somebody, ah, oh Jesus, gives that person the ability to do what they could not normally do on their own. Leaders, and, and, he, and Peter says this so poised, so elegant, so eloquent. It says leaders and elders of our nation. Listen, Peter would not have done that if he was left outside of jail. But the man had time to cool off. <laughs> And he had time to gather his thoughts. Listen, if you want to encounter the devil at the next level, don't rush to speak. Just change your position. Just swerve on him. You ain't got to say nothing. 
Just swerve on him. Just whoop. Okay. Oh, I see you at this next level. Don't worry. My agility is too much for you. Let me just... You know, I used to play football, you know, I used to, I used to play football and, and in football we used, to do, we used to do training and karaoke and, you know, and backpedals and all that stuff to get our agility right because you know that when you're coming against a defender that you have to make sure that if the defender is coming against you, you have the ability to just be agile and, and to move your position at the drop of a hat. Listen, in this fight we're fighting in this life, you don't have time to think, you have just time to be in the battle because you don't know when you're going to be fought, you just have to be in ready in motion, you just have to be ready in battle, you you don't know when you're going to be challenged. You just have to make sure that when the battle comes, you're able to switch with the mode when you have to switch. Don't speak, just move. Don't argue, just move. Move your location, move your position, and God will provide. The Bible says Abraham was taking Isaac to the top. Is God, when are you going to provide? He said, listen, just get to the top. There's a location I need you to be. Just move, and I will provide. Verses 8, like I was reading. It says, leaders and elders of our nation, are we being questioned because we've done a good deed for a crippled man? Do you want to know how he was healed? Let me, let me clearly state to you, my God, <laughs> and to all the people of Israel, that he was healed in the name and power of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the man you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead. For Jesus is the one referred to in the scriptures where it says, the stone that you builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. Somebody is right now about to be added into an equation that you were now actually calculated out of. God is bringing you back into that in Jesus' name. Verses 12 says, there is salvation in no one else. There is no other name in all of heaven for people to call uh, on to save them. The members of the council were amazed when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, for they could see that they were ordinary men who had no special training. They also recognized them as men who had been with Jesus. These are the people that wanted to kill them, jailed them, but didn't understand that when they were miscalculating something, they, they thought that by putting them in jail that they would disarm them. But they didn't understand that by putting them in jail, they gave them the time to think. They gave them the time to actually conjure up a response that would disarm them. So when they brought them in front of everybody, they said, man, we can't do anything to these guys because... This guy is too bold. This girl is too bold for me. They speak too eloquently. I can, I can tell that they've been with Jesus. I can tell that they've been around the grace. I can tell that they've been around the oil. As I finish this and as I wrap this up tonight, it says, but since the man who had been healed was standing right there, listen, the evidence of the miracle was standing in front of them. <laughs> the evidence was there. You can't dispute evidence. The council had nothing to say. So they sent Peter and John out to the council chamber and conferred among themselves. What should we do with these men? They asked each other. We can't deny they have done a miraculous sign and everybody in Jerusalem knows it. But perhaps we can stop them from spreading their propaganda. We'll warn them not to speak uh, to anyone about Jesus and Jesus' name. So they called the apostles back and, 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 and then told them never to, never to spark or, or speak or teach about Jesus. But Peter and John replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? <laughs> 
We cannot stop telling about the wonderful things that we have seen or heard. The council had then threatened them, uh, threatened them further, but they finally let them go because they didn't know how to punish them without starting a riot. <laughs> for everyone was praising God for this miraculous sign, the healing of a man who had been lame for more than 40 years. Let's thank God for the reading of the word. That's, that's amazing. I got five points for you. Ready for me? You ready for me Ready for these takeaways? Someone say, I'm ready. Did you come to church today? Did you come for church today? Did you come to be blessed today? Then say, I'm ready. Point number one, you want to disarm the devil at the next level, be bold. Learn to be bold. Learn to take the step. Learn to be bold. The Bible says that the apostles, the, 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 the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the, 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 the government officials, they looked at these men and they said, these guys are too bold. We can't even stop them. Now, being bold doesn't mean being rude. Okay? Being bold doesn't mean being rude. Being bold just means this. I don't have fear on the inside of me. I'm not scared that if I have to do something, I will do something in humility. That's what it means. Being bold is to, is to do something with everything you have, all the vigor you have, to the best of your abilities in a way that is not being rude to somebody, to make somebody feel that they're less. Number two, operating wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing. The Bible says that uh, by wisdom a house is built. Operate in wisdom. There's a way that you can do things because I'm telling you, in these next coming weeks, what you carry, you do not yet know. It's going to manifest soon. That's why I'm preparing you because what you've received, and if you haven't received it, receive the oil for this next level. If you have not yet received it, receive the oil for this next level. Now listen, because you carry that, you have to understand that the strong man at the next level is like, I see what you have and I want what you have. So right now, number one is to be bold. Number two is to operate in wisdom. There's a way that God will give you to be able to combat the devil at the next level. Wisdom. Number three, be patient. You might be in a tough corner, but keep believing in God. Be patient. I can imagine how long that night Shane would have been in jail. I can imagine them just being like, for the gospel, I'm in jail? Like, I just, I just healed somebody, and I'm locked up because I healed. I can imagine how long that night would have been. They're there. Peter's looking at John. John's looking at Peter. Charlie, how do we get here? Oh, how do we get out? Oh, will the angel appear? Will somebody break forth in this place? Will God deliver us and rescue us from here? What's going to happen? I don't know. You, you tell me what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Okay. I can just imagine them going back and forth, talking and jesting and, and figuring out, trying to figure out how they're going to get out of here. But let me tell somebody. Let me minister this to somebody. Just be patient. Learn to be patient. Learn to be patient. You'll get through this level. You'll disarm this demon. You'll get there. Number four, be strategic. Be strategic. John 7, 8, uh, the Bible talks about um, Jesus' brothers, and they're going to the festival. Believe it or not, they're going to another festival of weeks. And they're going to this festival, and they tell Jesus, like, Jesus, you're so popular right now that you need to be at this festival. Like, people need to see you because you're so famous now. And Jesus says, listen, I can't come with you because it's not yet my time. Jesus understood strategy because if he'd gone there, they were actually looking for him and waiting for him. Now, listen, Jesus still ended up going there, but he just didn't go with his brothers. Strategy. He still went to the festival because all of a sudden when they were looking for him, they just found him teaching, just in some place teaching the gospel. They're like, how did he get there? Strategy. 
says Jesus just went around some place and he just did what he had to do and he got their strategy. You want to disarm this demon, this devil? You want to disarm this next level, this resistance at this next level with a greater force? Understand the power of strategy. Plan. Be strategic in your thinking. Number, four, number five, the last thing I'm giving you. Based off of verses 8 of Acts 4, it says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, listen to me. One of the things that you also have to master is to be supremely spiritual. Be supremely spiritual. Understand that as you are going up against this, that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We do not wrestle against these things, but we wrestle against principalities and spirits of darkness in high places. This is a spiritual battle. And so if you want to be armed for this next level that comes before you, understand the importance of prayer, the importance of serving God, the importance of digging into his word to learn how you can disarm every situation. Because for every situation, there's a specific lock and key to get you out of it. You just need to know which one is which. Let's be on our feet tonight. My assignment is finished tonight. The Lord sent me to you to give you these five tools to combat the devil at the next level. The Lord told me that the deposit that your church has received, teach them on how to get through the challenges that will come with the grace because the more, like I say, the more the grace increases. Like I may sound like I keep repeating myself, but you can never repeat yourself when the message of God is so clear tonight. That the more the grace matures upon your life, the more you start going through situations you don't know how you got there. And all of a sudden this thing is happening. and There are actually worse situations. Like you know there are situations you can handle, but then there are situations that you're like, I don't think I can handle this situation. That's what I'm talking about. There are going to be challenges that are going to come that are going to be greater than you've ever seen before in your past. But you will overcome them. You will get through them. They won't consume you. You will consume that problem. You will walk past that. You will make it through. You will get there. You will get there. You will, you will actually make it past this situation. You'll make it past it. It won't eat you up. It won't get you off course because now you've been equipped. From time to time, just read back these notes. From time to time, get back to see these, these plans. Like, how can I, I'm up against something I can't understand. Okay, well, have I been bold about this situation? Have I been strategic? Have I been wise? Have I been patient? Have I been spiritual about it? Have I prayed to God about it? These keys will get you through it. They will let you disarm the works of the enemy at any level. I don't care whatever devil it is. I don't care whatever demon is up against you. You will make it past that demon. And I always speak like this, and my leaders know it, that I always speak before things happen. You don't understand it today. Tomorrow you'll be like, oh, that's what he was talking about. So listen to what I'm saying. I know what I'm talking about. The boat is being rocked. Stand your ground. Because for every elevation, there's a little bit of turbulence. 
Don't be the one that falls off because you got rocked by the turbulence. Be the one that's holding on because you know you're going to your destination. Listen, we're going somewhere. We're going somewhere. We're about to go to Thunder Bay. We're about to go to Lake Canada and plant another church there. We're about to go to uh, uh, Ryerson in September. We're planning a church in Ryerson. Listen, we, this thing is growing beyond what I can see, what, beyond what I can feel, what, beyond what I can know. But listen, if you're going to make it there, change your thinking from local to global. Know that you're getting somewhere. Don't be... Uh, Monday. 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 Father, lift up your voice and just pray out to God tonight. Come on, just speak out to God. If you're up against something right now and it seems impossible, I want to stand with you in prayer. You're up against something. You're saying, Pastor, uh, you're not preaching to my future. You're kind of talking about my now, right now. I, I want to see you down here. I, I want you to come down here real quick. I want to pray for you. I just want to stand with you in prayer. Like, Pastor, uh, this is not for future. This is for now. Like, I'm, I'm up against something, and Pastor, this word is like what I needed because I didn't know how I was going to get through it. Like, I'm just up against something so hard right now. I don't know how I'm going to get through this thing right now. Like, I don't know how it's working. I want to stand with you in prayer right now. I want you to meet me at this altar. Meet me at this altar. Meet me at this altar. Santu Yarabaya. Ripekede Yarabaya. Oh, Jesus. 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 Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. open up your mouths right now where you are. God wants to touch you tonight, Alex. I don't know what you're up against right now, but I, I, I came to speak hope into your life that you're going to get through it. You might be up, a strong, up against a strong man right now. You might be up against something that you're saying, Pastor, I, I, this thing is impossible. I made it past this level and already something is happening. I, I don't know what it is, but I just need some, I need help. I just need help. I need help. Raise your voice right now. Begin to pray. Ramanturia de Bishara Yerab. 
Ya Adorir Wrap me in your arms. 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 So take me to that place, take me to that place. Someone here is facing a school battle right now. You're facing a battle in school right now. You're facing a battle in school like a learning disability or something. God said that he's making a way for you. God says tonight he's making a way for you. He's making a way for you. He's going to take care of your education. He will take care of it. He's going to 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 take care of it. Somebody here, God is telling me, I hear in the realm of the spirit, someone here, God is telling me that there is somebody that is fighting your future. Someone's fighting your destiny. I don't know if it's a family member or something, or your dad, or someone standing there fighting the path you want to take in life. The word of the Lord to you tonight is change your method of communication. You're not speaking the right way. Change your method of communication, and God will make it happen. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Can I get some leaders to just pray with our brothers and sisters up here? Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I feel you. Thank you, Jesus. I feel you. So take me to that place. Take me to that. You're going to make it. You'll 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 make it, you'll make it, you'll make it. You're going to make it. Where I can be. You're going to make it. So wrap me in your arms. To take me to that place, Lord. You're gonna make it. You're gonna make it. 
Wrap me in your arms. Take me to that place, Lord. Take me to that place, Lord. Take me to that place. Let's worship if you're out there. Let's worship. Let's worship, church. Let's worship. You can make me. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Jesus. So take me to that place. Walls are breaking tonight. Walls are breaking tonight. You're going to make it past this season. You're going to make it past this season. Let me prophesy to you that you're going to make it past this season. You're going to make it past this. Listen, this is not your permanent location. This is just a temporary stay. You are getting to your destination. I'm telling you, God is going to take you to where he needs you to be. Don't, don't, don't be discouraged. Don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. You are going to get there. God is going to take you there. God is going to bring you there. If he said he's going to do it, he will do it. If he promised, he will do it. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on. Get a good seed out. And let's sow in this, this atmosphere. Let's sow in this atmosphere. Let's seal this atmosphere. One way that we silence the mouth of the avenger is by the seed. 
Now, I want you to get an unusual seed. I want you to get a seed that you wouldn't normally give. And I want you to shut the mouth of the enemy with this seed. If you need an envelope, just stretch your hands. The ushers will help you all over this place. We are a church that we love to give. We love to honor God with our tithes and our offerings. It's our culture. We love to do that. I want everybody to get something in their hands. I don't want you to miss out in this atmosphere right now. Oh, Jesus, take me to that place. You can make me like you, Jesus. Wrap me in your arms. Oh. Wrap me in your arms. When you're ready, you can come and place your offering in the offering bowls. Our ushers will direct you and help you. I want everybody to come and sow into this atmosphere tonight. Don't lose this opportunity to sow into this atmosphere. This is anointing of breakthrough. This is an atmosphere of breakthrough right now. This is an atmosphere of breakthrough right now. We are silencing and disarming the enemy. We're silencing the enemy. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for your presence tonight. Thank you, God. God bless you as you give tonight. Take me to that place, Lord, to that secret place. I can be with you. You can make me like you, Jesus. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Wrap me in your arms. Thank you, Jesus. Give God a good clap offering. Listen, you're winning the victory. You're winning the victory. Let me tell you something. 
God has given you the keys. He's given you the tools to combat any situation that's going to come against you. Because greater is he that is in you than it was in, in the world. So you are already overcoming every obstacle and every battle that is set before you. Give God a good clap offering tonight. Woo! In this atmosphere, I want us to join together. We are sending off one of our very own uh, sisters in this house. She's helped us so greatly in, in, in worship and, uh, and, in, and in establishing uh, this music ministry. She's been with us from the first day, no other than Stacy. Uh, can we make some noise as we welcome her? Please come. Please come. Prof, come, come with me. Come down here. Let's, let's pray for her as she goes. Um, this young lady has been with us from the first day that we started this ministry about two and a little bit, two and a half years ago. Um, I remember she was sitting right there on the left-hand side in a row with uh, Dara and her sister, Sophia, and all of them. And, and they came and they've stood with us this whole year. And now God is transitioning her out back to Toronto. And we want to pray for her and release her well. Isn't that something nice? Can we do that tonight? Can we release her well? Um, and uh, we want to pray for her. And we really want to wish her well. Why don't you stretch forth your hands right now and begin to just speak something into her life. Uh, let's release her well. Let's speak something into her life. Speak that she will succeed. Speak that she will go further. Speak that she will go higher. Speak that God will take her to different realms. Come on, open up your mouths. Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, Father God, I pray for your daughter, O oh Jesus. Holy Spirit, as she goes back home, O oh God, I ask, O oh Jesus, that you would open up the windows of heaven, O oh God, and pour out a blessing for her, O oh Jesus. As she served, O oh God, this work, as she's given her life to this ministry, O oh God, I ask, O oh Jesus, that you would cause her to stand out, O oh God, in the midst of her peers, O oh Jesus. I ask, O oh God, that you, O oh Jesus, would just be her provider, O oh God, that you, O oh God, would open up tremendous doors, O oh God, surprise her, O oh Jesus, bless her, O oh God, financially, O oh God, spiritually, O oh Jesus. Father God, do a new work with her, O oh God, as she served, O oh God, and as she's dedicated her time, her her life, her sweat, oh Jesus, and her money to this ministry, oh God. I ask, oh Jesus, that you, oh Jesus, would be her God and that you, oh God, would create a way for her, oh Jesus, in the midst of the desert, oh God. Create a way for her, oh Jesus. Make a way for her, oh God. As she goes back, oh God, protect her, oh Jesus. Let there be such favor upon her life, oh God. Such grace upon her life, oh God. From today, oh God, may she carry the oil upon campus rush, oh Jesus. The oil upon TLC, oh God. Wherever she goes, oh God, may she stand out, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, I've prayed, oh God. Whatever she touches, oh God, on account of her service, oh Jesus, let it turn to gold. In your mighty name of Jesus, I've prayed. Amen. You're lifted today. We just have this small certificate wishing you well. It says, Stacy Eahan, in recognition of your tireless dedication, sacrifice, and service in Campus Rush International, your presence will be missed. But this is always, oh, rather, but this will always be your home. Please give it up for her, Stacy. We love you. We love you so much. We love you. I've... I've, I've commissioned her to, to go back to Toronto and to bring the fire that is here and to go and join our Ryerson team in downtown Toronto. And, 
and I've commissioned her to do so. And so I know God is going to be with her. Uh, she served so much in this house. How many of you guys know that when you serve something, God will give you your own? And uh, I believe she's walking into her own right now, and God is going to make a way for her. I seriously do. I seriously do. And um, uh, for those of you who don't know, I, I was saying in the beginning, we are launching into Lakehead University in Thunder Bay. Um, God is opening up doors for us there. There's a group there that meets on campus every Thursday, uh, and they periscope in a room, and they watch us, and they say, Campus Rush is our church. And so we're going to establish a branch there in Thunder Bay, um, and God is going to move there. Um, and so if you want to pass to the church, just let me know, and I'll send you. I think Pastor David looks like he wants to be sent to Thunder Bay. I think we'll send. <laughs> but um, we are also launching... We have a team, a group of people, musicians, everybody already a team that is just amped up to start to start uh, Campus Rush downtown Toronto, Campus Rush DT. Um, they'll be meeting in the city hall right in the center of downtown. And uh, it's going to be powerful, powerful move of God. So if you know anybody in the downtown region, uh, it's going to be very nice, very, very up and bumping. And we're going to have it in a very nice location. And we're going to make it look uh, even better than how it looks here at home. And we're going to make sure that it's great. And so... Um, Stacy, we love you. Can we just shout a big we love you to her? Say, I love you. We love you so much. And uh, we wish you well. And we know that you're carrying the spirit of here to wherever you go. God bless you. Raise your hands as I pray for you as we head out of here. Amayel, it's good to see you. Welcome back. Uh, she, was, she was all the way at home. And we welcome you back home. For everybody who is here for the first time, we welcome you to this house. Father, I speak a blessing over your people. Every strong man that sits on the gate of their promotion, we break in the name of Jesus. We say lose your hold. Your children have always won the victory from the day that Jesus rose from the grave. They have won the victory. Therefore, I decree and declare that they will now operate in the spirit of victory from this day forward. They will catch the anointing and the oil to be victorious. They will win in the name of Jesus because, God, you have equipped us with the keys and the tools to disarm and to dismember the enemy that sits at our next level. We give you all the praise because we know that as we gather next, week oh god there shall be even a thunderous anointing that will be in this place there'll be a release of the spirit that will be in this place as they go let jobs open for them let school applications clear for them father god those who are looking to be first home buyers of oh father god may they get the mortgage for their homes i speak right now god that those who are looking even for partners oh god that you will open up the eyes of those men who are looking and they will locate the one that they need in jesus name i pray amen